This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Debbie Lauchs from Solvang, California. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 18th, episode 2522, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Guess what day it is today? Sunday. No, it's Friday. Friday. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Hear that Friday five o'clock whistle moan As the moon comes up and the sun goes down Put the juice to my truck so excited to be uh, in the presence of the greatness, which is Debbie Lauks coming at us from Flag is Up Farm. Plus, we've got a new uh, producer today, Jorge. Say hi, Jorge. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know I was going to make him talk. Yeah, you he caught him on mute. That was oh, yeah, I was kind of on mute. My apologies. I didn't know I'd be making an appearance. <laughs> this is what we like to do on the show. You don't edit this out. This is all for real. Alrighty. Um, well, thank you for being <laughs> here, to both be here. you guys. Yeah, and uh, Glenn, I don't even know where Glenn is, but I'm sure he's riding his electric bike somewhere. Who knows? Um, <laughs> take he it didn't take tell us, video. did he? He just said, no. do it. Yeah, he did yeah. not tell us, and he planned this weeks ago. So I'm I'm thrilled to have you here, Debbie. How's it going out there in the oh, beautiful great. sunny California? Great, hey, great. Thank you for me. Honored to you. I think you got a certificate from Her Majesty the Queen of the UK. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one that uh, I, royalty I here. When you, when you open up a letter and it says that it's a letter from the Queen of England, that's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Like so. who me? Who yeah. thinks this is funny? Yeah. I was no. like, where's the cameras? This is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Who's around? <laughs> so, hey, uh, it, I, that was really awesome. And, and again, thank you for, for the part that you played in that for sure. And and for encouraging me uh, through this entire journey of, of horse training. It's been exciting. And I wanted to give an update real quick on the horse that I talked about on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we talked about a horse that had an, we had an equine the owners of the horse had an equine dentist come out and they ended up, they ended up not pulling the wolf teeth. And anyway, the horse is going into the hospital today and is going to have those wolf teeth pulled and, um, he'll come back in a week or two for training. That's Malachi. So, He's going to be just okay. He'll be totally fine. No worries. So all better on that front. Today, we are going to talk to Dr. Melinda Newton to tell us about the Jim Steer Memorial Veterinary Student Scholarship. And Rita is coming from Nexus Equine. And uh, we're going to have some really bad ads and tell you about some amazing prizes. So stick around. Happy birthday. Ha, 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 ha,
Yes, we have happy birthdays today. And since Glenn is gone, I get to do the birthdays today. And Fine. they're They'll be done right. Okay. I know, right? Exactly. Auditors Lindsay Ardmore, Phyllis Allen, and Rhonda Crabtree. Happy birthday, y'all. Appreciate you uh, being auditors and, and uh, sharing uh, your birthdays with us. Here we go. My daily Winnie today is obvious. It goes out to all the firefighters and all the people um, rescuing horses and taking in horses in California. It's just a nightmare. And I apologize to the rest of the 50 states as we're shedding our ash your way. It seems to be blowing their way. But I want to say that they there are a lot of brave people out there right now in California fighting this back. There's really been, in the whole scheme of things, very few people have died and very few um, horses have died. So that's all good. I'm not so sure about the critters in the forest. There's a lot mm. of forests burned down. It's really yeah. tough out here. So how is the farm holding up? We're good. We're good. We're a, we're a green belt here and we're a long way from a lot of the fires. But you know, like Today, it's the sun has just risen in this last little bit here, and it's absolutely beautiful. But the sky has been for the last week or so completely brown orange. The sun is like this big orange ball all day. You know, you're looking through all those particulates and all that crappy stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I feel bad for everybody breathing in California right now. Stay indoors, stay safe. But you know, thank thank a fireman, thank a, an EMT, thank all these people that are out there. On the front lines, as they say. So, Debbie, before we get Dr. Newton on, I know you guys just had a horse sense and healing at Flag is Up. How did it go? Oh, my gosh. That was so great. In fact, you actually contributed. You invited somebody or suggested somebody to come. Angie, Angie S., came out. And, you know, it was so cool about the group. She was the only woman in a group of seven or eight guys we had. And... um it went really well. Thanks for asking. Of course, this is like the first day everybody's deer in the headlights. We stayed outside. You know, we kept it very COVID friendly. And and we, we were in the arena a lot, the covered arena a lot too. And I think everybody was super comfortable, which was so great in this COVID time, right? Just to be comfortable about something. And they loved the horses. And then Angie did the most amazing join up. I just have to give her another daily winning here. But uh, the nice thing is I saw on Facebook that she went home and did one with this Frisian of hers, this beautiful Frisian that she had. And it's just so cool. Thanks for asking. I I just, I love to see they go home and they keep playing with their horses. Yeah. It's, well, it's inspirational for the participants and the instructors. So, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad, excuse me. That's awesome. I'm glad she went. Uh, well, let's get Dr. Newton on the phone to learn about a new sport that I've never heard of. I've heard of it. I've never, I don't know what it is though. It's called ride and tie. Hi, Dr. Melinda Newton coming at us. Where in the world are you right now? I am in smoky. Well, not so smoky anymore. Northern California. Um, the AQI is actually breathable today. So I can actually honestly say I am in the beautiful Northern California, uh, just above Sacramento. Wow. Okay. I'm glad you're, you're safe <laughs> and your area is safe. It's been, we were just talking uh, yeah. with Debbie cause she's in central California and, uh, what you guys have been going through is just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So I'm glad you're holding up. Yeah, Dr. Yep. Melinda. So yeah, we're we're pretty good here too. AQI for those who are not like under fire pressure Thank right you. now. Air quality <laughs> index. The air quality index is like our phones are like burning up seeing all these, you know, moderate to severe stay indoors stuff. Yuck. 
Oh, see, I keep getting um, uh, notifications on my phone about pollen. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> y'all get smoke. I get, hey, the ragweed is bad today. No, it says <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm in Oklahoma. What, what else are they going to say? I guess there's a ragweed. tornado coming or there's pollen, one or the other. <laughs> well, Dr. Newton, you are coming at us. Uh, tell us first what. Kind of what we're talking to you about is a scholarship, but it involves a ride and tie. So tell us about ride and tie. So ride and tie is a really unique sport that was can be traced to one person's idea of in his historical research of how people used to efficiently cover long distances, typically in the West, when they needed to get to point A to point B, but there was only one horse and there was multiple people. And there's this strategy that actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it, where you can cover a lot of distance if one person is riding and then ties the horse up and leaves it behind for the runner to catch up to the horse while you take off and run as far and as fast as you can until the horse and the rider catch up to you. And then you get the horse and you ride up ahead and you repeat this to cover a lot of terrain a lot faster than if you were both on foot or if you just left your poor partner behind and just rode off on the horse. Um, It also, the horse gets a break every time you tie it up. So it's also a lot more efficient than trying to stack two people on the back of a horse and asking it to go across the terrain. So the sport is a fairly new sport. Um, It occurred in the 1970s when a lot of the endurance sports were getting started, like the 100-mile horse races, and people were starting to explore running longer distances. So it really combined those two sports and made a really exciting sport of strategy that combined people's love of both of the running and the riding endurance sports. So is the horse like at a dead run the whole time or uh, like an endurance, you know, they're trotting for 25 miles and then, you know, and then these people switch and then the horse keeps going. I mean, it seems like the horse is getting the short end of the stick. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So I come from a background of endurance riding. So I'm used to one rider, one horse completing 50 and hundred mile distances. So that's my background. So I will tell you that when I got into riding tie, it does feel like you're at a dead run all the time (laughs) because I'm cantering and galloping and trotting up hills and just desperately trying to cover ground as fast as I can. But because of the difference of a horse speed running and a runner speed running, even if you are a really fast runner, you will get too far ahead of your partner if you ride for more than about a quarter to half a mile. So a lot of times, and and it varies according to partners because there's different strategies, but most of the time, every quarter to half mile, you are stopping and tying up your horse and running. And then that horse sits there for five to 10 minutes tied to a tree before it sees the next runner coming up behind. So yes, you're going, the horse is going faster But overall, the horse is getting more rest, and overall, the times for a similar distance at a ride-and-tie event versus an endurance event, the ride-and-tie teams tend to have a slower time overall for, let's say, a 25- or a 35-mile distance. 
Okay. So, so you're say, not having yeah. to run as the human. You're not running five to 10 miles. You're running shorter distances. Exactly. Otherwise the horse just gets way too far ahead of you. Um, it's a, as a runner, you're running fairly quickly. I remember at my first ride and tie event, um, I had not quite accounted for what happens to your fine motor skills when your adrenaline is really, really high and your heart rate is really, really high because I ran up to this horse. And like I said, I've, I'm an experienced endurance rider. I have been, and I ran marathons before I did that. So running, riding, long distances, no stranger to that. I got up to this horse who was probably no more than 14 hands tall. Stashi was an incredibly short horse and um, almost face planted in the dirt trying to mount him. It took me having to like, I sat there for probably, I wasted 10 seconds taking like deep mindful breaths, trying to get my heart rate to drop so that I could coordinate my feet and my hands enough to get on the back of this extremely short horse. So So, (laughs) you you have to really modulate your physiology. Yeah. Well, I would think too. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty good horse to stand in the woods tied up by itself. And especially when somebody comes charging up through the woods <laughs> with this adrenaline rate, like through the roof, how does the horse not just spook and break the tie and take off? Or does that happen? <laughs> so, um, that does sometimes happen. The other thing about Ryan tie events, at least here in the West is some of them are shotgun starts, which scares the crap out of me. Cause I'm one of those endurance riders that actually starts in the back of the pack <laughs> because oh I have a horse that gets a little too rambunctious, but in ride and tie, it's just this, it's the horses don't work as hard. It's a shorter race. And a lot of the work is being done by the humans. And so it, there's just this mentality of go, 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 go. So things can get pretty wild. And I will say a lot of the good ride and tie horses actually have a background. They're retired endurance horses. So they know what's up. And they, the starts can be incredibly exciting. Sometimes what you'll do is you will choose, you and your partner will discuss and choose to not tie your horse right away. Maybe that first interval is a little longer to let everything kind of settle down. Maybe you decide to tie after like two miles instead of a quarter mile. Um, Most horses though, when they're tied up, they learn the game really, really quickly. And it's amazing to watch the horses figure it out. And most of the horses that do ride and tie love it as much as the runners. And they learn the game so fast. So I learned ride and tie on a very experienced mount. But then for one of the ride and tie championships, I decided to take my very wonderful, steady 100-mile completion mare to a ride and tie and me and my best friend decided to do a ride and tie on this horse. And I'm trying to remember, did we, we did one practice on her. So we took her to a familiar trail. My partner had never done a ride and tie. My horse had never done a ride and tie, but I had, so we did a little practice and about two miles into our practice, she, uh, when, when my partner tied her up, my horse turned around and started looking for the runner behind her. And that's when oh. I knew she got it. It only took her two miles because otherwise, because I ran with this horse, I, I, this horse was my, was my heart horse. We'd done a lot of miles together. And if I tied her up and ran away, I would expect her to look after me. 
Like, what what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Why are so you leaving me she, here? <laughs> so the minute that she turned around and started looking for the person that she knew should be coming up behind her to get on her, I knew she had the game. And so oh, then about a month later, we took her to the giant ride and tie championships. This was her first, her very first ride was the championships. And I didn't know how it was going to go. She, in the past, she's been difficult to handle at the start. Um, I just, I just didn't know how this was going to go. And so we tied her up about, a, I tied her up about a mile into the race. And I just looked at her and I said, here we go. And I ran away and I turned back and she was looking back down the trail for the partner coming up. She knew it like immediately. And that's what most of the horses do. I, this, this is how it would happen, Debbie, if you and I were doing a ride and tie, <laughs> first of all, you'd have to run first. Cause I'd have to go a couple miles. And, uh, so I, I go a couple miles and I would tie up the horse and then you would come Dang up you. and you would grab the horse and then you would, uh, tie the horse up and then I would come and the horse would be gone. Because yeah. they'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going to stay. This is stupid. <laughs> like, that would be my situation. Have you ever run up to get a horse and it not been there? Mm. No, but it happens all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so you, the couple of things that happen in these that you have to be really careful of. First of all, it's really easy to run past your own horse. Oh, oh yeah. And so. So what I did, because this particular horse, uh, the first horse I started on this was my friend's, who really experienced riding tie horse, Stashi, was a gray. And he stood out really well in the forest because sometimes you're, you're having to find a suitable tie um, that's not in the poison oak and that um, he's not going to be in the way of the other riders. So sometimes they're off the trail by, you know, five, ten feet. And the shadows and everything else can make it really hard to see them. And so a gray horse, a little bit easier to see, but my horse was a bay, a really nondescript looking bay. And so what we did is I tied blue ribbons in her tail and slathered her butt with glitter. And you just do anything you can to make it not look like all the other, you know, brown horses you're going to run by in the forest. So that's the um, first thing that happens is you catch up to your runner and they also don't have the horse, which means the horse is behind you somewhere. Oh and that happens a lot. And then the second thing that happens is not very often, you know, a bear comes by or something and the horse <gasps> pulls back and is running loose in the forest. That has happened. And then um, the other thing that happens more often than uh, you would think is that one of the partners gets lost. And so the runner runs and runs and runs and runs, but somebody wasn't paying attention because the adrenaline, and you're going really fast and you're working really hard and you miss a ribbon or marking on the trail. The other thing that I know as a trail runner and an endurance rider is that the types of trail markings that you see as a rider do not register when you're a runner because you're more likely looking at your feet and trying not to trip. But then ground markings that are really obvious to runners, you just don't see as an equestrian because you're just so much higher in the saddle. So there's a lot of marking um, considerations when you're putting on a ride and tie. And I would say that most of the time when people get lost, they're just not paying attention, but it is challenging as well. So then when you haven't seen your partner for a while and you get to a vet check and you've been there for 20 minutes and they're not coming in and they're not coming in and they're not coming in, um, then you have to make a decision of, did they get lost? Where are they? I have the horse. Do I, do I leave the horse at the check, which is allowed and start running and just hope that they're going to come in? Or do I now have to go and find them because they're off trail? So it's much more of a, it's a sport of strategy. It's very physically demanding, but it's also a sport of um, 
strategy and communication with your partner and really touching base with them often and figuring out what you guys are going to do and when you're going to tie and how long are you going to run and um, are you going to come into checks together? It's a, it's a wonderful, challenging sport. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Uh, it sounds like something I would love to go watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now tell us a little bit about the scholarship you guys have going on. So Jim Steer was a veterinarian who participated in Ride and Tie for a very, very long time. He was instrumental in getting the sport started with the vet criteria. They borrowed a lot of the vet criteria from endurance rides. It's not identical, but both riders and veterinarians who are coming into Ride and Tie for the first time, it, a lot of it will feel very familiar. And that is due to the work of Jim Steer. Because the welfare of the horses, just like in endurance riding, is paramount in ride and tie. We really want to take care of our equine partners. And I think it's really cool that these older horses, for the most part, are really excelling in the sport of ride and tie. And uh, we need to have our vet criteria in place for that. And, And Jim Steer was really that person. I never got to meet him. He passed away in 2010. I did not discover the sport of ride and tie until uh, 2012. So he was someone who is part of the history of the sport, but I never personally knew him. And the cool thing about this scholarship is because they established the scholarship in his name in 2011, I know of him. I know his legacy. I hear his name when uh, we sit around the fire at rides and vets who have worked with him talk about him. I feel like I have a connection to him because of this scholarship. And that just that just goes to show how important these foundation scholarships are, both for the for the people who receive them because it is a financial aid for the person who wins, but also to carry on his legacy because from the stories I've heard, he just he was a wonderful guy, um, it, both in his contributions to the sport, but also just as a person. Okay, so the the uh, all currently enrolled veterinary students are invited to apply, and that's for any veterinary school. That is. So uh, we do not get a lot of international applicants, but they are certainly willing are welcome to apply. You do have to be a currently enrolled student. So some programs have uh, a thing where they have notified that you are going to be starting next year. And those students are not eligible to apply. You ha- you have to be enrolled in school as of now in the fall semester, continuing on this year to be considered. So first year, second year, third year, and fourth year students, because the fourth year students, even though most of them are on their clinical rotations, are still part of the school curriculum. Um, mm. So any student currently enrolled in any veterinary school um, in any year regardless of what your focus is, regardless of what your grades or class standing is, are welcome to apply for this scholarship. Fantastic. Where can they go to get information about how to apply? The Ride and Tie website is a good resource. Um, it's rideandtie.org. There is a drop-down menu called Education, and the VET scholarship is clearly listed under that. There you'll find a little background information of the scholarship along with submission due dates. My email is listed there. I am the scholarship coordinator. I do not judge them um, to try and keep a, 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 a good uh, buffer between people who have direct contact with the students and people who actually see the essays. 
So people who are interested in applying for this and have questions are more than welcome to email me. I get to those emails as fast as I can. There are examples of all past winning scholarships and their essays on the site. I also have PDFs of them that I'm wel- I, I will email out for anyone who asks. And so you have the opportunity of reading all the winning essays since 2011, if you would like, to be able to give yourself an edge. Because the prompt is a very open prompt. You basically choose a topic of your choice and write a thousand word essay. It's very open. Very cool. Well, the, if they want to email you, it's m.newtondvm at gmail.com. And Dr. Newton, Dr. Newton, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about Ride and Tie. I never knew. Well, thank you. It's the most fun. I always say it's the most fun I've ever had on horseback. <laughs> that's a bit, that's a big uh, statement. So we appreciate you coming on Dr. Newton. Have a wonderful day and good luck. Thank you so much. He was her first love, the one that started it all. He taught her how to master the posting trot and navigate her first hunter course. They spent hours together exploring the trails and hanging out in the barn. His name was doodled on every page in her school notebook. His coat gleamed in the sun as he met her at the gate each day, snuffling for a treat. From the first time she saw him poking his head out of the stall to the last time she patted him goodbye, he was and always will be her everything. This love story is brought to you by Nalox Advanced, providing complete support for a healthy digestive tract, which reduces the risk of colic and digestive upset. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, we're going to get Rita Hoke on the phone. Do we have Rita on now? Rita, are you there? I am here. Thank Hi, you. Rita Hoke. Um, I am so glad to introduce you to Jamie Jennings. Hello. You're both in Oklahoma now, and Rita's a native Oklahoman, so she beat you on that one. But Wait, you're still here after all this time? <laughs> I know. Isn't that the truth? Oh, my goodness. Where do you She's live? A girl. She's a horse girl. I live in North Oklahoma City. Okay, gotcha. I'm in Southeast Norman, so I'm just down the road. I'm just down 35. Yeah, not too far. That's great. That's great. We need yeah. to meet. We need to have coffee or lunch or something. I did I, I, my job here. I so. have found, Debbie, that people that live here, that are like born here, they either, number one, they never leave, or they leave, but they come back, like Chad. Like, I don't know what it is about Oklahoma that just sucks people in. It's like the tornado just, it's, the tornado. It's like it's not, they're not, they're fearless. Vortex thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have uh, Rita on. She and I attended a summit this week, and uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? You want to say what we were doing this week, Rita? Uh The Right Horse Initiative is a program that's put on by the ASPCA, and they have worked very, very hard to engage various adoption partners across the country um, who are philosophically like-minded in terms of, you know, adoption and um, the different programs that we all might offer, as well as, which is really... um, one of my favorite things about the Right Horse Initiative is that they've done a great job engaging industry partners, you know, people that are from various parts of the equine industry, because truly, in my opinion, 
we have to be able to partner and collaborate with the industry because that's where the majority of horses that might need extra support or resources are going to be. So we have to be able to sit down at the table together and figure out what we're going to do about horses that, you know, might need a uh, transition into a different career are those horses that fall through the cracks because we all know that that happens. Right. We were talking about horses at risk all week and it was really great. Yes. I mean, it was super professional. We were, we were Brady bunching it. We were doing Wait, the Zoom call. <laughs> I, you know what is, I have to go to Guthrie today to take two horses I just trained back to horse and hound and pick up two horses that are coming back for training. And I, I was trying to do it this week sometime, but Nelda, who runs the rescue, was on a call and is describing <laughs> something very similar. Wait I a second. Think so. You guys <laughs> you are all connected. Exactly. And now we've looped you into it too, because uh, I mean, Rita's a horse girl. She grew up with, with horses, right, Rita? And so, um, you know, what for you talk about too, but she did do that, uh, university of Oklahoma thing, Jamie, and got into health sciences and practice healthcare for 11 years. So she comes from the people side too, and understands the value of horses in people's lives, which is why I wanted to have you two together and on because read it. What Jamie's been doing is been hugely instrumental. And Jamie, you might throw out some numbers of what you've done with your horses uh, from Horse and Hound over the last year. What kind of numbers you're working with and how's that been? Oh my gosh. Well, I started training horses for them just one or two at a time that she finds um, are kind of the ones that are harder to adopt. Um, and, and our goal with this was to get these horses to where they were rideable, you know, and, and so I restart them as a Monty Roberts certified instructor. I restart them with join up and long lining and kind of go through the whole process, see where their holes are, see where they might have some fear and, um, basically help them with that. And it has been hugely successful of the, I think I'm at 30, 32 horses I've trained and I think all but one has been adopted. And that's because the other one that's not been adopted is still here. I'm fostering him now. Right. <laughs> and then uh, they usually would adopt out about 30 horses a year. And since I've started training last October till now, they've adopted out 75 horses, mm-hmm. um, which is just amazing to, to you know, and Nelda and Guthrie, she will take the horses off the track that are lame, that are broken, and she will spend the time to rehabilitate them. And she finds the right horse for the right person. There's sometimes when somebody is interested in a horse and she'll ask me what I think, like one I have here right now is a mare and there was two kids that really wanted her. So she's like, I want you to take, take the horse, train it for a little while, see what you think, see if it'll be good for some kids. And the mare has a lot of fear, a lot of nervous energy. And I just was like, no, I don't think this is the one. And she trusts me implicitly and she's okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine. And so we've just been working on helping this mare with her fear, but it's not something I would, I would consider would be safe for a child anytime Mm -hmm. soon. So, um, it's, it's really been fun to do that. I know I'm talking way too much. I want to hear from Rita. So sorry. <laughs> no, I, I wanted it's pa- Rita I'm to hear you. about it. Exactly. I wanted Rita to hear your enthusiasm for it too. So it's not just, um, it's not just people like Rita who have, you know, been with horses their whole life that are um, feeling sorry for horses. Is it Rita? It's not this, um, you know, go away to a sanctuary, take care of a horse for the rest of its life. Tell us a little bit about 
you're with Nex- Nexus Equine, and uh, we've heard where you are. So you live in Oklahoma City. Now tell us about why you started Nexus in 2016 and where you want to go with it. Well, if you look, first off, if you look at the um, the word Nexus, the, if you look that up in the dictionary, it's a connection or a link. And so we decided on that name, a very small group of us, when we were, you know, planning and creating Nexus Equine, that that would be a great name for it because we are trying to connect people and horses. And I feel very strongly about the fact that when horses come in for whatever reason, the majority of the horses that come in have a potential to do something else with someone else. And we have to, we feel very strongly about connecting that horse to the next chapter of their life with the next person. So, and like Jamie said, training is so important because Jamie knows those horses. She gets to know them. She knows what they like. She knows what they don't like. And then she's able to figure out, you know, and match that horse to the right person. And that's what we do at Nexus as well. You know, uh, people come in sometimes looking at a specific horse and they end up adopting another one. Because, you know, we, we are very transparent about that horse. We want to get to know that person so that we can make that right match. And then you don't have the repetition of, oh, this horse is not doing, you know, this isn't the right horse for me. And I'm going to, you know, I don't, this one's not right for me. And it just helps with that, you know, uh, being able to make that adoption last. And we feel, you know, uh, that's one of our priorities is work, not only working with the horses, but working with the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is your story. And um, you have a beautiful website, by the way, too. I, I had so much fun. You have a great video on there right up front, too. What is it about Oklahoma with these stats? You guys just have a ton of horses in Oklahoma, and um, you have a lot of feeder programs, too. You've got what is it, three racetracks there and a, a lot of stuff going on. I didn't realize that Oklahoma was so horse-centric. What is that, Rita? You've lived there your whole life. But truly, Oklahoma is. Oklahoma goes back between number three and number four in the country for the amount of horses. And we are the, Oklahoma City is the horse show capital of the of the world. And, you know, we do have racetracks. Um, you know, horses are a huge economic impact to Oklahoma. And, you know, but in my opinion, we are under-resourced for the amount of horses that we have. And, you know, all the good groups working together, Horse and Hound and, um, and Nexus, you know, we're providing those resources. But I feel like we need to continue to, ha- to come up with more resources and support because we don't have enough for the number of horses that we have. And, you know, that's why I was saying a minute ago about, you know, working with the industry and other like-minded organizations, we have to work together so that we can help more horses. Because if we work together, more horses can have a safe place to go. Mm-hmm. What makes what makes Nexus unique? I, I see the connecting people and horses, um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of them out there in Oklahoma. What makes Nexus unique? You know, we have we we have an adoption program, which you know most organizations across the country have adoption programs. But we we also want to have programs for horses and their owners. You know, our we would love for horses to be able to stay in their home if that's possible. And sometimes the reason that that's not possible is because of financial stress of the owner or 
you know, um, health issues of the owner. And what we what we have a program called the Care Connection Fund, which is directed towards helping horse owners with vet care and farrier care that might not be financially feasible if, you know, they don't have help. And so we have been able to help over 70 horse owners um, with vet care and farrier care so that they can keep their horse and their horse is healthy and happy at home. And it's been a remarkable program. And, um, you know, that's one way that we can support them. And I, I don't believe that there are very many funds like that across the country um, that are able to do that. So that's a very important program. And uh, we also have had to shift our focus a little bit this year. You know, 2020 has been a crazy year for everyone. And that also affects the horses. I mean, in our, in our world, that affects the horses. And Mm -hmm. so we've expanded our care connection fund to be able to target horse owners that are experiencing financial difficulties and need a, need a helping hand with grain and and those kinds of things and Mm -hmm. so with this program just this year we've been able to help 93 horse owners and uh let's see between those 93 horse owners we've been able to feed 355 horses um Mm -hmm. since july so that these you know these people are coming to us and they're there's you know they've lost their job or, you know, they're, they're being laid off and uh, we want to help them. We want to help them um, be able to keep their horses. And uh, we also, as um, another program to target horse owners, we had a vaccination clinic where we provided vaccines, dewormer and microchips for 25 horses that, you know, weren't able to get their vaccinations because they couldn't afford it. Well, all of us in the horse world know that if you aren't able to get your vaccinations, you know, you're opening your horse up for risk of getting, you know, diseases that are preventable. So that was a really, really good program too. So I think we are unique in terms of offering a wide variety of innovative programs to target horses at various stages in their life, as well as, you know, the horse owners. Sounds great. And my gosh, it does make sense, Rita. And I'm so glad you're out there too. And uh, I'm so glad there's great people out there um, like Nelda, like you, like Jamie in Oklahoma. So how do we help, how do we help Oklahoma horses? What do we do to get a hold of you? Uh, What do we do to get a hold of me? Yeah. You. Um, Well, we have a um, information, um, email that anyone can um, email us and uh, ask questions or get to know us or volunteer or foster. You know, we just started our volunteer program and our foster program, and those are vital for us to help the horses. Um, If we are able to send horses out on foster care, that opens up a space at our barn to take someone in that might need a safe place to go. So, we have lots of places that people can plug into and be a part of Nexus in order to help the horses. Um, our our email is info at nexusequine.org. Okay. And one of us will call you back and, you know, visit with you, invite you out to the barn and, um, you know, see what might be a good fit for you to get involved. Great. 
Great. I okay. would like and I to will... say that I want Geronimo, and Geronimo needs to come to my did house. You, did you shop? You <laughs> stopped shopping this whole time. <laughs> well, you need to get out and see that boy. He is he is a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. Oh, my sweetheart. gosh. What he about really the Cremello? What about this Cremello? I mean, we may have to get him, uh, her out here for our Monty special training, but you've got Cadbury out there. Uh, what is she? Eight or nine? An AQHA Cremello mare that you sent me photos of, and she's cowbred, and she's really cute. She's really cute, Jamie. You'll have to send photos. She's a beautiful mare. She, she really is a beautiful mare. And, you know, if you like the Cremello and you like the 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 bluer eyes she is a perfect horse for you oh, because wow. she's just beautiful and she's you know her confirmation is beautiful i think she has potential to do something mm-hmm. with someone else with the proper training um you know uh and she came to us from a quarter horse breeder that she wasn't working out for his program but that doesn't mean she can't work out for something else if she if she gets in with the right people to help her. And that's what that's what we're about is working together because that horse could have fallen through the cracks if we weren't engaging the industry to say, hey, we're here for you. We want to help you if you have horses that don't, you know, don't work out. Um, and so that's that's been truly a really good thing about all of us working together in collaboration and partnerships because we can't do it by ourselves and we don't have to agree on everything that we do, but we all seem to always agree on the fact that there are not enough alternatives and options for horses. So how can we work together? And that's the premise of Nexus right there. Good girl. That was perfect. Thank you. I love that. And you, you know, this is the Rita I met this week. Aren't you proud We're of her, all Jamie? in this together. Yes. Oh I absolutely. Yes. yes. And again, it's nexusequine.org. If you guys are interested in learning more, again, there's plenty of horses in Oklahoma and there are trailers that can take them right to your door. <laughs> absolutely. You got that. And Jamie, we must get together. So let's do it. Um, let's we do need it. To get my contact information from Debbie and let's get together. I just sent you a friend request on Facebook as well. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we need to get together. I really want to pick your brain. I love right. that you're so close to me. So, Sounds And good. I didn't know that you were before this week. So that's another benefit of the Right Horse Summit that we were all at is we were able to connect with people. And I did not even know you were 30 minutes away from me. So I might... I. I might be knocking on your door very soon. Come on down, girl. Y'all get, I'll give you a tour. <laughs> it's pretty okay, quick tour. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rita. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Rita. Bye. Pay it, I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
as usual, we have some amazing prizes from horselovers.com to give away. The first one, and again, these are for really bad ads. And you guys, it's so fun to search for really bad ads, and then you get rewarded for it. So it's easy, easy, no brainer. Just go to Craigslist or Facebook, and you see those ads that are kind of embarrassing uh, that people are trying to sell their horses. And, and it, we're going to read them as written. So you just find those, send them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, and then you are in the running. If you record it yourself, you get twice the entries. Um, so first up the Rambo protector, it's specifically designed to offer superior protection from flies and sunlight. It is this awesome fly sheet made from unique patented and durable self-repairing fabric. This rug offers UV protection and is designed to last many seasons. It has 65% UV protection. It also provides all the sun protection during the hot summer. It's a $180 value, and that can be yours for just sending in the ad. Tell us about the bridle. Oh, my gosh. Next is the Ovation Fancy Stitched Raised Padded Bridle with Reins. Fine, supple leather with tight, even stitching. Monochrome design alleviates pole pressure. Finished with a beeswax for suppleness, but it will still take oil. So that values, Jamie, at $125. Amazing. And then finally, we have the Perry's Sheepskin Shipping Halter. Say that. Sheepskin <laughs> shipping halter is completely covered with stitched on fleecy natural sheepskin for your horse's complete comfort, adding to the luxuriousness of the halter. The sheepskin boasts soft hand rub edges expertly crafted in America using this is my favorite commercial, and I'll tell you why. Expertly crafted in America using top quality premium leather stainless steel hardware. Each cut, stitch, and finishing touch is completed by the hands of a small number of local Amish leather workers. Now, when I say that, I always think of these tiny little Amish leather workers. <laughs> but it's a small number of Amish workers, not small Amish workers. <laughs> and to make the halter even better, they incorporated a double buckle crown, a convenience nap at the throat, and that is worth $200. So these prizes could be yours. We're going to get started with really bad ads. I think I'm up. I'll give you can do the blue ones. You can do Glenn's uh, Celeste sent the first ad in and the title is <clears throat> free horses, you know, free horses. What a deal. <laughs> I need the phone number free turn them loose. Mm -hmm. no? oh. Free quarter horse Arabian cross. He is like the best horse. You couldn't <laughs> he, he crosses creeks. He doesn't book or rear loads ties anything you can think of and free halflinger cult what the hell did i just read i just don't even let know him, let him go just celeste that's keep... a really bad ad you did yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> nice job all right next up from vicky rucker oh sorry we don't say the last names it doesn't matter oh vicky i just let you out of the bag okay <laughs> this starts with this starts with little bit little bit little bit little Bucks, bit little bit Buckskin's seven-year-old, 14-hand phenol broke to ride breed to my AQHA stud. Very nice gait. There's not a period, but I put a period there, sort of help her out because there's a <laughs> capital V on very nice gait, has done multiple lessons, went on mountain ride and did well with kid and adult. <laughs> period. Just this August 202, she now on leave. She knows. She knows no on leave. On leave, she's, what? She's, oh, on what leave. is that first yeah. sentence when it says buckskin seven year old 14 hand pheno broke to ride breed to my AQHA stud? Okay, stud. What does that bit. mean? <laughs> You're asking me? 
I don't know, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, <laughs> you have to tell us what's going on. <laughs> Remember, Vicky didn't write it. She just found it. Yeah, that's right. Good job, Vicky. Holly sent in the next one. Oh my God. It's our trailer of the week for sale. My oh, two Axel. Can you see that picture? So cute. <laughs> <laughs> the, no. the title of the ad is Farm Trailer Mystery, Mystery Machine. Mystery Machine. <laughs> no title. It says my two Axel restored recently restored farm trailer. It has been completely derusted, primed, and ena- enameled with the mystery machine paint job. <laughs> It has mismatched tires, but it still rolls great down the highway, shows potential as an open-air storage unit, goblin transport, or hammock holder. Um, uh-huh. This is one of those trailers that it is just like bars. It just looks like somebody should, would get, a horse would get killed in uh-huh. here. It's like a little goat trailer or something. Yeah, but it is painted blue and it's got those like yellow and red flowers like I the see. mystery machine in Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. I was going to say like 60s, you know, flower child kind of happened on here. Could be third world though. Could be. No, I mean, this is legit. The van that they drove around in Scooby-Doo was painted like this. Oh my gosh. Oh, so they copied that. See, I don't, I'm not up on my Scooby-Doos, but. um, Well, you don't have a seven-year-old in your house anymore. So. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love that it has mismatched tires, but it still rolls great down the highway. I picture like it getting loose. I just just love the fact that there's no like tongue on it. So it's actually propped up on a rock. It is a rock, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. Oh, this is great. Well, I'll try to post this in our horses in the morning Facebook page on the auditor's feed, because if I post it on the regular horses in the morning page, Debbie, do you know what happens? (laughs) Somebody will buy it. Somebody will email me asking if it's for sale. And it's, did you say the price? At two thousand yeah. dollars, good God! In Eugene, Oregon. I don't not know, that guys. What's going on up there? <laughs> it's not that cute. <laughs> not that cute. It's hand painted. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be. All right. So next one uh, from uh, Brooklyn, or is it yeah, Brooklyn? Is it from Moore? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess it's in that order. Okay. It's like two last names right there. Um, I like this. It's got little asterisks, 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 perks. Rocket Wrangler. Okay, those are an asterisk. I don't know what that means. Perks Rocket Wrangler. I'm rehome my barrel gelding. Okay, so she's got to find a rescue here quick. I'm rehome my barrel gelding. He's currently at trainers, but hit time from him for him. Hit time. High apostrophe T. (laughs) High time. Oh, it's high time maybe for him to find someone that can possibly take and do better with him. (laughs) She admits it. He has a vice that I will disclose with a serious all caps buyer. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you until you call. He needs trainer or maybe experienced writer. I put the maybe in there. He needs trainer or experienced writer. Perks Rocket Wrangler must be the name. So, so basically this is a barrel horse that is at a trainer, but apparently the trainer's not doing very well with him and he's got some vice, but only if you're super serious, will they tell you what the vice is? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know if I'm going to be serious about it unless I know what the vice is. 
uh, you don't want to know what the vice is. You're not going to call this person. If you're a serious buyer, you're not calling this person. I mean, you know what's happening. This horse does not stop anymore. It's That's fried. probably a good point. Yeah. I'll blow past that first barrel. Um, <laughs> Melissa sent the next one in. And by the way, you gave them too much credit again because there was zero punctuation in there. Well, there's one period. I gave them one period. <laughs> <laughs> um, Melissa said this one in seven. Oh, no, the, here's the thing is nobody said where these ads were from today. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to go with this is Southern, um, because you'll oh, hear read it. it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Seven year old Sorrel mini looking for a cheap ticket to the big city life. Currently live in the commune with nature lifestyle, but really wants to rock the red carpet and wear sparkly clothes. Happy to put up with a bit of elbow grease and a few cookies to achieve her dreams. She's what? going off to the big city. She's got a mini that wants to get in the van with you and go to live in the city. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's unique. Actually, that I, is yeah, I guess pretty so. unique, Melissa. Like that. <laughs> that's amazing all right Melinda all right we got a yeah. yeah stuff for sale i like that let's get to the point i got stuff for sale five dollars gallon okay i cleaned out the tack room recently and found some stuff i don't use or want anyone i think she means anymore <laughs> <laughs> or she's getting rid of the boyfriend i don't know okay so she's got leather bridles spelled correctly look at that ten dollars i don't know if there's you get like a hundred for ten dollars or you get <laughs> Each. You got nylon bridles for $5. Of course you do. Cut it in half. Brushes for a dollar. I hope they're clean. Gray mare, $100. (laughs) The gray mare was in the tack room, I think. And then some bridles have reins included, and one has a matching breast collar. Woohoo! Saddle pads are various colors and in decent shape. Mare is a bit older. (laughs) I'm very confused. As I cleaned out the tack room recently and found some stuff I don't use or want anymore. Leather bridles, nylon bridles, brushes, gray mare. What? Where the hell has she been this whole time? She's been feeding her. Exactly. And she's oh only a hundred bucks. No. This is how, you know, yeah. There's somebody circling and we don't want to know who he is, you know? Yeah. I, meat I, no, you can't have a soul when you read these, but I would like that phone number because I would like to find, I at least want to see the gray mare. Um, yeah. Yeah. Judy, Judy sent the next one in. Want, wanted nice horse and wanted it has two T's. So want yeah, Ted, better. nice horse. Looking, oh, we haven't seen the spelling in a while, but it ah, is one yeah. that we see a lot. Oh my God. How am I supposed to read this thing? Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to read like this. Got this one. Yeah. I'm going to read this as written. Here we go. Okay. Looking for a gledding horse for a friend, not wanting to spend no more than eight hundred <laughs> dot daylors. Daylors, yeah. At least in, at least some what broke something <sighs> with resale potential. That's spelled potential is spelled right, but the next word, <laughs> Bay Ka Iswa. Because Iswa, not sure if cheese with a Z going to like the horse thing, but she wants to, to tie rye it because we want to have stuff to do tog heter s male picks. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, this is almost like taking vowels out and seeing if you can still read the thing. Oh my god, that's <laughs> that great. Bad. You got gledding a lot. Gledding? Gledding is for gelding. Yeah, people can't mm-hmm. spell gelding. I find it funny that she spelled potential but spelled yeah. try wrong. Yeah, <laughs> she must have put it through spell check. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think so. <laughs> $800. Oh, I love this one. So this one, they put the caps lock on. <laughs> right? And the whole thing is in up, down, up, land. Beginner horse hyphen. $350 Peyton. We'll call it Peyton. Okay. Well, it's funny is they, they put the beginner, like the caps lock is on for the whole ad yet. Yeah. You know that they hit the shift to do they the did. first letter because the first letter of each sentence is, is lowercase. Exactly. <laughs> and it goes back and forth and a dot, dot, dot. So it, so Peyton, I guess the beginner horse is a healing horse, right? This horse can work. And, and I just wish you could see my eyes going up and down on this. Uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase. (laughs) Can work the cows the quickest. Is perfected for a beginner. As he is patient. Patient. And has never bucked or reared. One. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Reared one. He's up and down, up and down. In your pocket. Okay. He bites. A fancy looker. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Likes jelly beans. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Contact, contact up and down to pick up, not up and down. Actually, it's all up. <laughs> Please bring caches only. Dot, dot, dot. Onal. Y, Y. Onal, Y, Y. Got it's that. either every one of those sentences is separated by either multiple amounts of periods or multiple amounts of punctuation marks or. There's some have both. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Const- it's, it's consistent with the small at the beginning of sentences. I think it was meant to be that. I, I find it amazing that, that you're trying to sell a horse and you don't say anything about the color, age, height, or anything, but you did get in there that he likes jelly beans. A jelly so, bean. Yeah. yeah. Bring cash. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our final one is from Heather. Stall. Oh, my God. Stall cleaning for pancakes. I have a terrible problem. I've got a dead-end job that's a 90-minute drive from the barn. I've got an awesome horse. He has an awesome place to live, in parentheses, unlike his mom who runs the cupboard under the stairs. (laughs) Harry Potter. In parentheses. His stall needs daily cleaning. It stinks. But I have no money to pay a stall cleaner. I am amazing at making pancakes, however, (laughs) and I will trade my pancakes for stall cleaning. Serious inquiries only. How do you make pancakes under your stairs? In a cupboard. (laughs) In a cupboard under the stairs. Oh, bless her heart. I know. Can't she (laughs) stall herself? Wouldn't that be easier than trying to find somebody for So basically, if she's 90 minutes away from the barn. Is what I think I, I read. So yeah. if you want pancakes, you have to drive a three-hour round trip <laughs> from the barn to the pancakes and back. That's to a me, good point. That's, that a good is, point. that's not a good deal. Like, I'm not going to take that deal. <laughs> I, you know what, I think this is one of those underground, like, you know, this is, this is a, a scavenger hunt that somebody put in here. This is not an ad, really. See, this is like a secret society that has to put in... Harry Potter tips and stuff and horses and 
stinky dog. I think Debbie, bless your heart. You're giving your way too much credit. (laughs) I think that this was in Craigslist in the personal ads. Um, Oh, pancakes I is see. a magical word for something uh, else. Okay, Heather, you've um, been looking in the wrong spots. In <laughs> that's yeah, in the there. misconnections on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, everybody, thank you for sending them in. You're all entered in for the prizes. Debbie, thanks as always for joining us here and filling in for Glenn. You do such an awesome job. And also to our fantastic producer who has come on and helped us out all day today. So thank you very much, Jorge. We appreciate it. Oh, pleasure and to he, be here. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, look, he's off mute. Radio I, voice. I love it. <laughs> I was prepared this time. <laughs> I love it. I, we should have had Thank him read the ads with that voice. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you way too kind. These two are way too nice, everyone. <laughs> well, fantastic. Everybody, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Spain, yep. neuter, and gelt. That's right. Many happy horse hours this weekend. 